This is the Music Mentor Podcast. What is up, girls and boys, ladies and gentlemen? This is Demian, your host of the Music Mentor Podcast, and welcome to episode number 110. On this week's episode, I want to talk about something that I find incredibly enjoyable, and that is working with strong personalities or band leaders, artists especially, that know exactly what they want, how they want it, and why they want it. And I've always found that very, very rewarding. And as much as I enjoy collaborating and throwing ideas uh, back and forth and coming up with something that is somewhat of a musical compromise between a band or among certain members of a musical project, I really enjoy and I'm very inspired by the vision that a lot of the artists that I have been very lucky to work with have had. And I think that that is something, again, that it's not only inspiring, but it's just a testament to maybe a musical gift that they have, some sort of vision, some sort of musical three-dimensional chess, but also their ability to um, voice their opinion and their vision and, and vocalize it in a way where everybody in the band might understand it. So I think those are things that I enjoy thoroughly for some weird reason. Sometimes we are hired and we are exactly what the musician had in mind. And sometimes we have been hired because they see certain potential, uh, musically speaking, that we can achieve a certain sound or a certain ability level in the short-term future that will allow us to be conducive or be a tool for that, for the artist to get exactly where they want. And sometimes we get hired for how, who we are as people. And our music or musicality might take a sort of a backseat, if that makes any sense. But this is all amazing when things match, when the vision of the artist, the morale boosting, the assertiveness, and all that other stuff, when they match us, how we feel, how we do things, if they, they we like how they express their opinions, and they motivate us, or be it the artist or the music director or whatnot, and that's fantastic. But sometimes it happens, or it just so happens where things don't line up, and we feel uncomfortable, and we are made to basically test ourselves, or we're put to a test of patience, a test of musicality and decision-making, and also a test of how we present whatever opinion we might have or whatever feeling we might have about what we're hearing. So we can be tested, or our patients can be tested several ways, of course, infinite ways, but maybe we have a strong band leader that doesn't feel that whatever we do is good enough or we're not quite there yet and we need to be patient, not to be redundant, and keep trying to please and try to do what they need us to do, that on one end. On the other side is the opposite of the strong band leader, somebody that doesn't know what they want or how they want it, and we get frustrated as backing musicians. We get frustrated by the lack of direction or the misleading and so on and so forth. But again, we need to be professional. We need to keep our heads straight. We need to 
understand that we are there to do a job, regardless if they're paying us or not, we are there. And basically we are offering a service and we're trying to create music. And I know it's easier said than done sometimes because I understand how much our patience can be tested, but this is important. So maybe we can see this as an exercise and we can see it as, okay, how much can I take? How can I breathe more? How can I be more patient and so on and so forth? And I think that can only be a growing experience. And mind you, I know this is, you don't need to live this a million times. You you can live them a few in a few occasions and, and learn from it. But it's up to us to try to use it to our, our advantage because we're not doing anything else at that moment, right? We're there. As far as our musicality and how can our decision-making be tested, it's very interesting because, again, sometimes the artist is very assertive and they're very sure of what they're doing and what they're thinking and what they hear in their brain. But it doesn't line up with what we would do artistically or maybe stylistically is not something that is quote-unquote allowed or typical or normal. And this happens to a lot of us percussionists where we are asked to play a certain pattern that might be like a drum pattern on a set of congas or traditional instruments that you would never do that because the instruments weren't made to do that pattern or to play that pattern. So we feel like this, the purest inside us might feel betrayed or that we're disrespecting the genre or we're disrespecting the instrument. And, and I don't know if this happens to a lot of people in different instruments, but that's just a, a reality that a lot of us feel as, as, as percussionists. And maybe it, it might be a good learning experience for you as a band leader that isn't a percussionist that wants to address something or a certain pattern, you don't need to check with the percussionist at all. You don't, you, you know, you don't know any, you don't owe anybody anything, but you might want to check like, look, how traditional is this? Is this the right way? What other patterns can be played here and see what you like. And if you are set on something, then so be it. But being on the receiving end of that direction and us having to play something that we would never play or a decision that we would never make, musically speaking, that is very tough because we also feel that our reputation is on the line. Or if it's a recording and a million people are going to hear it and you're like, well, do I really want everybody to hear what I'm doing that it's so odd and so weird? But I mean, that that's just a reality. That's It's kind of like a byproduct of releasing something which is kind of like cool, like, a lot of people are going to hear it, but it's it might not be what I want, but a lot of people are going to hear me play. So it's kind of kind of kind of crazy the way it works and completely unrelated. And I'm only saying this because I'm looking at a David Bowie po poster in my in my room where I'm recording this. But there is a certain way where you play the instrument, the guido, right, which is a I'm not going to beatbox it for you, but it's a Latin instrument and there it's always played a certain way, always. And on the song, The Man Who Sold the World by David Bowie, they start the pattern differently. And it sounds completely, quote unquote, wrong. And to me, as a percussionist, somebody that loves that part is amazing. And I think it fits perfectly. But if I would have gone in the studio, maybe not with Bowie, but if I would have gone in the studio many years ago and somebody would have asked me to play that pattern, quote unquote, wrongly, I would have said, like, no, no way. You don't know what you're talking about. This is it. 
and I would have let my ego sort of get the best of me. And maybe it would have not contributed positively to the song and maybe it might have not made it. Uh, or maybe I'm not saying <laughs> the reason why that song is because of the Guido, but who knows? It, it, it is what it is and it's part of it. So I think the overarching point, and sorry to be so long-winded, is that the decision of the artist and the producer, for the most part, will always override ours. And part of me or part of us tend to assume that it's because they pay and because they are the boss and, you know, we're sort of below them, if that makes any sense. And I encourage you to think about it, not in that way as far as a ladder, but to think about it in the sense of sort of respectful sort of out of principle, like who's the band leader, this person, oh, the singer, the, the songwriter, or whatever, it's logical. And I think it's a little less um, complicated. And the older you get, and sort of more seasoned musicians will hear this and, and they'll say like, great, you're not telling me anything that I don't know. And I completely understand it. But for the younger musicians, I think it's very important to remain aware that we are there to provide a service and we are there not necessarily for our opinions unless we are told like, hey, I want you to tell me what you think. You know what I mean? And I think that's another very interesting and tricky point, which is when that door is open and we feel and we know that we can be vocal and give an opinion. We need to be very careful. It doesn't matter how well you think you know the artist. Let's assume that it's a pop artist. Be very careful because some people take constructive criticism in a different way. And a lot of times artists, pop artists, are eccentric people. And I mean that in the most positive way or not the most, in a positive way. They have a way, a certain way that they deal with things. And they might not want to hear, in a negative way, a criticism to their idea. Because if you imply that your idea is better, it mentions, or if, if you mention that your idea is better, it implies that their idea is less good. And we're in a business where we're trying to have everybody enjoy themselves and be in a good mood. And again, they are the boss and they're paying us. But I, I, I encourage you also, if you need if you really feel this need to express your thoughts about something, and I don't mean if you like X or Y, I'm saying if you feel like you can contribute something positive, I encourage you to speak to the music director first or even one of the sound engineers because they might not, they might know how to vocalize it to the artist or so on. And again, this is a very, very tricky thing. And I, I, I guess I'm not saying for you to be quiet and never have an opinion. I just encourage you to be open and be aware of what's going on and how things are with the specific artist, and then you can go from there. And obviously it goes from an individual to individual basis, but the overall idea is just to be very careful and know that, again, we're there to do a job, not to give an opinion. And anybody else could do the job that we're doing because somebody will be like, oh, you want me to play a drum pattern on a set of bongos that Demian would never play. Well, I'll play them and they get the gig and they get paid and 
you don't. And who knows what that song can do. Thank you so much for listening. This was the Music Mentor Podcast.